I'm Sophie Gray. And I'm Nerida Ashcroft. And you're listening to I Wasn't Expecting That, a podcast where we discuss issues affecting women in the sandwich years, like us, caught between ageing parents and our own millennial offspring. We aren't cougars or golden girls. Most of us are too knackered, to be honest. We've got jobs or careers of our own, but are still the on-call carers for partners, parents and offspring, while still dealing with all our own stuff. Stuff we weren't necessarily expecting, and that no other generation has had to face in quite the same way. In this week's podcast, we're talking about sleep, or the lack of it. don't get enough sleep you'll be tired and, and moody. Brain, your brain won't work as much because you haven't got sleep. I'm usually moody in the mornings because Jackson always cries. Nerida, when yes. we were getting together today mm-hmm. to do this podcast recording, you suggested that we got together at 9.45 in the morning mm-hmm. and I asked if we could make it 10 mm-hmm. but secretly I really wanted to make it to 11 because I could really easily sleep until 10. Aww. Are you a morning person? Um, I'm, I'm neither. I, I like to get up at a reasonable time in the morning so that I can you know take advantage of the day and I tend to go to bed early as well. I think I'm a person that just requires a lot of sleep to be honest. I am a night person through right. and through. So our young people constantly tell us that we are really unusual among the parents of their friends because we're often still up at, me in particular, half past 11, quarter to 12 at night oh, is when I go to bed. I cannot and do Jack, that. Jack will come home going, oh, all my parents' friends are in bed by like half past nine, ten o'clock. Yep, ten um, o'clock, I'm in bed. Yeah, no, so I'm sort of half past 11, quarter to 12. Mm. Um, so as the week goes on, I'm more and more tired in the yeah. morning. But I have never been at my most productive in the morning. I'm at my most productive and creative in the evening. Mm. So often with my work, with my day job, I'll work all day, but I frequently work well into the night. Wow. Um, not just because of the nature of the work and the hours, but also I might suddenly at three o'clock in the afternoon have a whole bunch of ideas and I'm feeling really creative and I want to be able to pursue those through. Wow. So I might not finish working until eight or nine and then I've got to clean up the kitchen and then wind down and then Jack or whoever will trundle through the door and it's you know half past ten or whatever and we have a good old yarn for an hour Um, and then I'll go to bed and I can't go to sleep until I've read for a bit so it's frequently after midnight Wow, this is so foreign to me, Sophie. I am just not like that at all. <laughs> yeah, so I realise, and so there will be night people who'll be going, oh, yeah, no, I totally get that. Mm. And then other people going, oh, I just couldn't function. No, I'm, I'm into bed at 10 o'clock. I do like to read to just wind down, um, but I will sleep solidly all night and then I'm up at like 7, 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> right. I get lots of sleep. <laughs> so I, I, get up, I get up in the morning because... I have to and I have to be working and functioning Mm. and so on. Um, When I worked for the police, I used to have to get up at um, five in the morning or, you know, half past five or whatever. So shift work, you just have to do it. Mm. So I would try to make myself go to bed much earlier so that I could do my job as, you know, as well as I needed to for Mm. those morning shifts. But I found it really difficult to make myself go to sleep early. Yeah. Um, you know, it was really, really difficult. But I think it's, I find it quite interesting now because there's lots of research around sleep and how important it is mm. for you. Um, so I was just looking at all of the reasons why sleep is important. So one of the things that it's particularly important for is weight management. Yeah. So 
this I did not know. I do know that I can eat more calories between 8 o'clock at night and 11 o'clock at night than I've eaten in the whole day. Just really? Yeah, just snacking. Oh. It's odd. So I eat my dinner and then I can just continually eat. Through. I've taken up knitting again in the evening, actually, to stop myself eating. Because um, oh, I wow. found that I was just picking all through the evening. Um, so, yeah, in one extensive study, children and adults with short sleep duration were 89 and 55% more likely to become obese, respectively, um, because poor sleep affects hormones that regulate appetite. So those who don't get adequate sleep or those who do get adequate sleep tend to eat fewer calories than those who don't. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that when I'm tired, I am more likely to snack and to pick. And um, so... Uh, People, uh, Rich was telling me there's um, something that he had seen that was being advice offered for people staying up late to watch a big sporting event, you know, that if you've got to go to work the next day, make sure that um, you take plenty of snacks and that kind of thing and that f- employers, when they know there's some really big deal and people are going to be up all night, they should make sure that, you know, there is plenty of snacks around the office to keep people you know, alert and functioning mm. through the day. And when I was doing night shifts at the police, the number of snacks, I mean, some nights they'd roll around a trolley in the night with tubs of ice cream, really? you know, at three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, when the phone lines were quiet, you'd sit there and have an ice cream. And it's like, well, actually, we've had breakfast and we've had lunch and we've had dinner, but you'd end up having this other meal in the yeah, night. Well, I used to work overnights when I worked yeah. at um, TVNZ. And I would take food in, yeah, and yeah. I would continuously eat through the, through the night. Um, but I was always so paranoid that I was going to become huge and fat because, as you say, you're eating all during the day and then you're eating all through the night. Yeah, so it's like adding adding an <laughs> yeah. extra meal into your cycle. So yeah. I, got, I got quite conscious of that. Mm. Um, and so I used to take things like um, grapes Mm, and healthy stuff. Yeah, little slices of fruit. So things that enabled you to do that picking yeah. motion, which yeah. was often all you could do when you were um, working the phone lines anyway. Yeah. But also that weren't hugely calorie dense, but did give you the kind of little sugary kick that helped you stay alert. Yeah. But I know that nurses talk about it as well, that, you know, that thing of shift work in particular and the sleep deprivation, they end up gaining weight. Um, so poor sleep... Um, it has been shown to impair brain function. Sleeping less than seven or eight hours a night is linked to an increased risk of heart attack and stroke. But I wondered if that was also down to snacking. Yeah, well, it could well be, couldn't it? Yeah, that if you're 89 or 55% more likely to become obese, then you're probably also much more likely to have a heart attack yeah. or a stroke. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's also it's a strong... can do with statistics. Yeah, there's a strong link between um, short sleep and type 2 diabetes. Yeah. So that may well also be exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, but sleep deprivation, oh, isn't it the worst? <clears throat> it is. Well, those, you know, new baby years <laughs> where you just... You walk around, we used to call it the lead suit of exhaustion, where you're just stumbling around and everything just feels so difficult. See, when I am sleep deprived and super tired, I get super emotional. It's like the slightest thing and I will be crying over it. It's just (laughs) so embarrassing and often I don't really realise I'm at that point. Right. It's like, why am I so upset about everything? And then eventually, because I'm so tired, I can't think. Uh, and eventually I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I'm so blooming tired. It's awful. Well, I read this hilarious um, thread on Facebook the other night that was things that um, women had done under the influence of hormones. I Honestly, I nearly broke a, a rib laughing. <laughs> um, one, one woman got up in the night. She was pregnant, had 
preschoolers and the combination of tiredness and pregnancy hormones. And she suddenly realised they had really ugly bathroom tiles and she sat in the bathroom and she cried for three hours because the baby was going to arrive and have to live in a house with really ugly, <laughs> ugly bathroom tiles. And oh, it's no. like, you know, that, that combination of tiredness and hormones yes. together, yeah. um, it, it, it's just a really challenging one. So oh, yeah. 61% of menopausal women experience um, sleep issues. So I find that I rarely manage to sleep through the night. So I'm clearly in need of sleep because mm. I go to bed late mm. and I have to get up in the morning because I have to start work between 8 and 8.30 every day. Mm. But I frequently wake up several times during the night. Yeah. Um, and I've begun to wonder if I will ever have a full night's sleep ever again as long as I live. Wow. It's a bit... Sad. It is a bit sad. Um, well, I'd have to say I'm a pretty solid sleeper. But, yeah, I do get the waking up in the middle of the night and you're absolutely dying of heat and all the yeah. blankets have to come off you for yeah. several minutes. Yeah, and yeah. then you're chilly again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you snuggle back down and yeah. it's lovely and warm and you just drift off to sleep and then all of a sudden, you're oh, hot again. so hot. <laughs> And then you yeah. need to go to the toilet yeah. and then you come back to bed and then you're wide awake and, and you're you thinking, can't get back to sleep. I'm going to be so tired for work tomorrow yes. I really need to go to sleep yeah, and it's yeah, this yeah. really yeah. counteractive cycle and everything I've I read there is not a great deal really that appears to be helpful so you can take magnesium supplements mm. and sleep drops and all of those kinds of things and turn the lights down and not stare at screens and all of that kind of stuff um, so that can be really helpful for getting to sleep but it's no guarantee that you can actually Stay asleep. Yeah, that's right. All it takes is to wake up from whatever it is, and then you go to the toilet or you're hot or whatever it is. And then for me, it's just like all of the worries of the day just come yep. flooding in like a tsunami. Yeah. And then I'm awake for hours churning over all of the details, all of all these things, things. which are actually no big deal in the morning and the light of day. It's like, oh, yeah. Why, why did I spend the night about thinking that? about that? Yeah. yeah. My, um, the thing that really annoys me too is that sometimes I, when I am asleep, I'm work dreaming. So work dreaming. Yeah. So you might as well actually be doing a full day of work because you spent the whole night doing work I know, in your I've dreams. I've crafted I hate some that. amazing emails in my sleep, and then I forget it all in the morning. Damn it. Yeah. No. I well, I feel really ripped off that I've actually managed to you know essentially get myself to sleep and stay asleep, but then I've I've done a whole night's work, work. in my sleep, and I don't remember that being a thing. When I was younger, so so dreaming is weird and it changes. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream that has been so powerful that it's actually changed the way you think? Or I, I broke up a relationship on the basis of a dream. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So and and I the the inference in the dream was that the person that I was with uh was by curious and that that relationship if it went forward the the that person yeah they they were not going to be the gender that I needed to be with oh. it was a really odd dream yeah. i remember it so vividly wow all these years on and that dream it actually proved to be 100% correct and that lovely lovely man is gay um but he didn't know it at the time. Wow, that's amazing. Um, or, or if he did, he wasn't at a stage of life where he was able to 
accept or acknowledge it. Wow. But I dreamt it. That's amazing. And broke up the relationship. So at the time, I wasn't even able to. I w- it was so powerful, I couldn't even articulate mm. to him why we couldn't go out anymore. So that was really odd. Yeah, that is really odd. But yeah. Um, I I struggled a lot with um, self-confidence and self-esteem most of my young adult life. And mm. I had this dream. And I woke up from the dream thinking, oh my gosh, Nerida, you've got to back yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was just like... It was just so vivid and so powerful, and yeah, like you, I can I remember the dream so so clearly. And even when I talk to people about the dream, I get really emotional because it was just so impacting. And it's not like I changed instantly overnight, but it was certainly the start right. of a change. Right? Isn't yeah. that amazing? I know it is amazing. Dreams are fascinating. Uh, um, infidelity dreams are interesting. Yes, that you can be so angry and so broken-hearted with something that didn't actually happen. Well, I had an amazing dream about infidelity. I can't even remember the details, but I just remember the emotion of feeling so betrayed. Yeah. But it was really amazing because the next day I was in the supermarket and I bumped into a friend and she was telling me that her husband had had an affair. Right. And I suddenly just felt for her. It's like, right. I totally understand, understand how you feel because I dreamt I... that last night. <laughs> Interesting, isn't yeah. it? So I know somebody who didn't speak to their wife for a whole day because he dreamt that she'd taken up smoking and he was so angry with it. Oh, right. <laughs> and it was just, it was a dream. <laughs> um, so it's, it is weird. It is weird. I mean, you get those dreams where it's definitely um, just your thoughts washing around in your mind and, you know, they say it's mm. kind of clearing your brain out or whatever. And then you get these other dreams, and they're just unexplainable. I mm. think. I know there there is you know some research into dreams and their meanings and that kind of thing. So I I had a really recurrent nightmare uh, for decades and decades that used to really affect me, um, and it wasn't anything that had ever happened. But there was some sort of quite symbolic things in it, and I talked to somebody who was. Um, a bit more knowledgeable about dream symbolism mm. and they made some suggestions about because I was quite conscious in these dreams but but very powerless mm. um, and they made some suggestions about how I could behave in the dream with my consciousness oh, and about yeah. looking around in the dream and being aware that I was in the dream yeah. and looking at what was happening and yeah. understanding some of the symbolism and so on and it kind of broke the power of the the dream, and I stopped having them, and I have them very, very, very rarely now. Yes, well, I remember somebody telling me that he struggled with wetting the bed. Right. And every night he would have this dream. I can't remember again the details, but it was a certain point in the dream, and then this would happen. He'd wet the bed. And so then he realised that in his dream, he could actually change what was happening Right. in his dream. Yeah. You know, this kind of weird this consciousness conscious, going conscious on. Conscious unconsciousness. Yeah, yeah. And so he changed what was going on in the dream and then from that moment on stopped wetting the bed. Right. Amazing. Yeah, so that, that I guess it's a similar thing mm. happening in the brain that, that was happening for me where uh, while I was feeling the terror, I was able to look around and go, okay, yep, so this is a dream so I can... I can walk around this room and I can actually change how this feels. Mm. Um, so, yeah, really quite interesting. Mm. Um, but but possibly f- a bit paralyzing for some people as well. I don't know whether or not 
I don't know if we should pay much attention to to dreams in that sense. I think you can put way too much weight on them sometimes. You can, but I think sometimes when you wake up and it's really affected you emotionally, surely it's worth exploring What's what happened. that's got, what is going on? Yeah, because it's you know it's interesting because you could you talk about um, you know just about anybody everybody at some point if they've been in a committed relationship will have an infidelity dream, mm. um, so that they are just a universal experience. Um, I dream my teeth are falling out. Oh yeah, that's a common dream, eh? Yeah. And they say that that's to do with saying words that you want to put back in your mouth. See, I don't, I'm not aware of that, I, but I'm just aware that I'm trying to communicate something to somebody and my teeth are barely hanging on by a thread. <laughs> it's, so it's horrible. It's like I'm mumbling. It's like, oh, they're all falling out into my mouth now, but I've got to get this phrase. Or um, being in an emergency situation and desperately trying to put a phone number into the mobile phone oh, yeah. and I keep getting it wrong. Or running and you just can't run. run. Your legs won't yeah. work. Or trying to scream and no sound yes, is coming out. Yes, I've had out. that before. It's oh, terrifying. It's awful. Yeah. Um, so plummeting uh, is another one. So, you know, one of my – I have a bit of a – one of my many things that I'm anxious <laughs> about is plummeting, um, which is why I don't like planes. Fine and okay in the plane when it's over the ground. Don't like the idea of it being over the water in case it plummets. Um, that plummeting sensation, I could never do a bungee jump because of the plummeting. Ah. Um, but I have plummeting dreams. So I'll be in a lift and all of a sudden it will oh, be falling down terrifying. the lift shaft. So, yeah, really weird recurrent kind of dreams but I've also had dreams where I can swim like like an Olympian yeah so I can't I can't swim it's like I can pootle around in the water and Mm. breaststroke and keep myself afloat and that kind of thing but I can't swim like a real swimmer Mm. except when I'm asleep and then I cut through the lanes like you just wouldn't believe and it's marvellous I can have a really great swimming dream I have um, similar sorts of daydreams you know when you kind of are really relaxed and your mind just wanders and suddenly you're just I don't know performing in front of all these people and you're just amazing and awesome right oh yeah awesomeness (laughs) dreams I do I have awesomeness dreams yeah I don't really but yeah in a daydream every now and then it's like my mind just drifts away and it's like ah wish that wasn't just a daydream, wish that was real. <laughs> right. You know, I've had awesomeness dreams where you wake up and suddenly discover that you've got the the body of a 20-year-old model. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this is fabulous. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, and, and it's like even even then I'm conscious that it's it's a dream. It's mm. not reality. But but that, those are dreams that you can really enjoy. Yeah. Did you, when the girls were babies, did you have um, dreams the, and I think these are exhaustion dreams where you, you dream that you've gone out and you've left them at home in the cot and then you can't get back to them. No, I don't, I don't remember having those dreams. Oh, okay. Maybe I did, but nothing's kind right. of lasted in my memory. Yeah, no, I remember dreaming that, you know, desperately trying to get back because for some reason, you know, and it's something that you would never do. You know, yeah. It's like you'd never go out and leave the baby at home in the cot. But for well, some reason actually, you did. Rob did actually do that. Oh, did he? <laughs> uh, did he? Intentionally? Left Carmen at home in bed, all by herself, completely forgot about her. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we won't tell (laughs) Sifs. He went off to pick pick up Petra from Kindy 
And then while he was there, he's like, oh, flip, that's right. <laughs> I have another child at home in bed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Luckily, she was just in the cot fast asleep when he got home. Well, back in the day, I mean, it was quite normal that mm. you'd leave your baby. Well, leaving babies in prams outside shops was really, really yeah, common. Yeah, the, the fresh air. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's what people did. You yeah. know, you'd go. And lots of, in England anyway, lots of shops had a front step and you had those big, enormous prams. So you couldn't. So, you know, women would go in to do the shopping and cho- choose the dress pattern and fabric and stuff and all the babies in their prams would be lined up outside and my mother remembers walking out of the shop and leaving the pram with the baby wow. outside. I remember her telling these stories Amazing, and that, eh? you know, it was not unusual yeah. um, with new mums to forget that they'd left the baby outside. Gosh. Um, Have you ever been so tired that you've hallucinated? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, what happened? Oh, back when I was young and working in hospitality and just, you know, staying up all night. You know, you finish work really late and then you go out partying and, you know, you're driving home at five o'clock in the morning. Wow. Driving driving when you shouldn't be driving yeah. and seeing I remember seeing things like giraffes on the road and oh, swerving wow. to miss them. Wow. And suddenly realizing I should so not be driving. Yeah. 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 We did a, a road trip actually quite a few years ago and it meant driving through the night. And I remember we sort of changed um, who was driving every half an hour. But I do remember driving and just seeing the road kind of go up and down and around. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, the heaving yeah, yeah, of the like, landscape. I don't think I should be driving yeah. right now. <laughs> and there's some driving that's quite hypnotic. I mean, I've done a lot yeah. of nighttime driving back from doing Deschutes gourmet classes around the country. Mm. Um, and I used to be try and be really, really careful. And Rich would stay up and talk to me on the phone and that kind of thing. But I used to find, particularly if it was raining, and so you're driving open road driving, so you're doing like 100 kilometres an hour or whatever, at night with driving rain and it ends up looking like laser lights coming oh, towards the windscreen so hard, yeah. and that would be quite hypnotic and yeah. there'd be times when I'd, I'd ring Rich and say I'm actually going to pull off the road because it's it's quite hypnotic and, mm. and weird and I just don't feel quite right in my head at the moment so I'm just going to pull off for a few minutes and we chat on the phone and the other thing I used to do was um, I'd listen to talk back radio which late at night is just really irritating mm. um, because it would make me quite irate Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that same. would help keep me awake. Um, Who are these idiots on yeah, the phone? <laughs> I cannot believe that somebody's rung up to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that would keep me quite keyed up. But yeah, yeah. the late night driving, and sometimes it's it's unavoidable. Mm. Um, Dangerous though, eh? Yeah. I have been so tired um, before that I've actually had to like hold my eyelids open to stop myself going to sleep. It was, right. Because I, I was on a flight to Berlin and... Um, my brother had booked tickets to the opera that night. Ooh, how lovely. Opera in Berlin. I Whoa. know, and I knew that we were going and I'd agreed to it and it was all fine, but I just didn't realise how tired I was going to be. So, you know, the opera, you're in a theatre, it's dark, and then you've got the soothing music. Oh, it's so soporific, isn't it? Soporific, nice. Yeah. And my head would just drop. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 stay awake. And I'd actually physically put my head back and open my eyelids. Right, because I can't miss this. I can't, I can't miss, miss this. it. And it's just so embarrassing to fall asleep. That would be so awful. <laughs> I'm quite fascinated by the people who can be sound asleep on public transport. Yeah. How do they not miss their stop? I know. I know. I can't do that. No. Absolutely I, not. No, me either. I'm too scared to fall asleep in an airport terminal. Yeah. Or I'll set an alarm or something to make sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I, d- I couldn't have. Uh, but I mean, taking the bus into the city in the mornings, there are often people sound asleep. And it's like, 
are they just so accustomed to this that they will just wake yeah. up at their stop? Well, they Should I give be. them a nudge? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like sleeping is one of those things that you shouldn't do on the bus in the morning, nor should you put your full makeup. For me, somebody who has chosen to sleep 10 minutes longer in the morning, but then they apply their full makeup in a crowded bus, complete with flicking the brush on their knee to get rid of the surplus and they're doing you know all those mouth things that you do when you're putting on your mascara and and so on and lots of checking in the mirror and it's like everybody every side is getting a full view to me I feel like you know you would be better to set your alarm 10 minutes earlier at home there's just something I don't you know is it just I don't know it just feels wrong to be doing that in a public space I feel like that is a a thing you it's a personal thing and you do that so I don't mind somebody touching up their lipstick quickly but even that I think in this day and age isn't really something you do in a public place you go into the bathroom and do that don't be doing your bathroom things on the bus if you Go to bed 10 minutes earlier, wake up 10 minutes earlier and do your bathroom stuff in the bathroom. It does seem odd to be doing full makeup in a completely public place. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's just me. Other people might not mind that. You know, and I just don't know where to look. Like I desperately want to look at everything that's going on. I might learn something. (laughs) Do you do you ever have issues going to sleep in um, strange places? Like if you're staying in a in somebody else's house, does that make you uncomfortable? Um no, not really. I'm just a. I just like sleep, so I'll just sleep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm sometimes a bit anxious in some other environments as well. No. No. Generally not. I mean, I guess if there were strange noises, actually, I was. Yeah, staying in an apartment over in Europe, and there was lots of banging and crashing going on. I was like, "Ooh, what's going on there?" You know, I was. It wasn't so much the noise keeping me awake. It was like, is this person going to come bursting through this door at any moment and kind of haul me out or something? You know, that was kind of scary. So I use earplugs every night. Um, So that that does that that has helped my sleep. I now can't sleep without them. Oh wow! Because where we live, we are right by the bush, and the the noise of the wildlife, um, possums and birds and that kind of stuff. I was going to say, On the what sort of wildlife do you have? And the birds at five o'clock in the morning, yes. really noisy they are on noisy. the roof. They are, so yeah. actually, and um, Rich, bless him, he does snore a bit. Right. Um, and he, he isn't the world's greatest sleeper either. So me kicking him and nudging him through the night to make him roll over mm-hmm. wasn't helping him or me. Right. Um, so now I use earplugs. And so if he is... Um, in the middle of a football game in his sleep or whatever or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. um, I am much less aware of it. So that has actually been quite helpful and it's helped me now in hotels and that kind of thing as well that, you know, when I have to travel, um, I can just block out all the background noise. That yeah, I did means. use um, earplugs and an eye mask. When I did work through the night, mm. I would wear it all, you know, the earplugs yeah. and things while I'm sleeping during the day. day. And it was yeah. amazing, yeah. especially because the rubbish truck would drive past, squeaky brakes, hydraulic things, picking up the bin and it clatters in there. Yeah, to be able to sleep through that to was... To tune that out and the noises of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. um, it was interesting. Um, this week, um, one of my kids had the flu, mm. like the real flu. So oh, wow. kids, twenty, you know, they're in their twenties, mm. but so ill they needed to be at home and looked you after. Know, yeah, to some degree, mm. um, and that that sense of you know not not being able to stay awake. So lying on the couch and just sleeping all day, waking up when you're having a terrible fever 
you know, having a shower, cooling down, putting on a clean pair of PJs and then flopping back on the couch and sleeping wow. because that's all they could do. And and just and that enormous relief you have as a parent when, when they are sleeping because you know that it's sleep, good for them. sleeping will make them better. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, the, the fevered brow and actually now when they're asleep, they're not not having to work quite so hard. And yeah. it was, you know, an amazing reminder of the, the powerful restorative of sleep as well. So I think maybe my phone um, keeps suggesting to me that I have a better bedtime routine. So it's some, <laughs> some little thing that now right. it's decided that I am using the phone late at night. But, you know, often I'm, you know, chatting to people on um, my desk or my Facebook page, telling them about, you know, something marvellous that's happened or, yeah. you know, answering their questions or whatever. And so my phone has noticed I'm doing that and is saying to me, hmm, do you think a good bedtime really? routine might be a good idea? Oh, wow. It's like, oh, okay, I might pay attention to that. So you Clearly can follow me up. My phone must be happy with my sleep patterns. Well, if you're going to bed at half past nine or ten o'clock at yeah. night, then you're you're a good girl. <laughs> Whereas I'm I'm reading my book under the, under the bed covers with my torch on, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm that girl. Um, but, yeah, I will uh, endeavour to have a better sleep routine and you can check in with me and see whether or not I've actually managed to do it. All right, we'll do that. Okay. Night, night. Well, that's all we have to say on the subject, and clearly we aren't experts. So if you want to have your say, then jump onto our Instagram page and join the conversation. You'll find us at I Wasn't Expecting That NZ on Instagram. The NZ at the end is important. If you want to find us, that is, not the other I Wasn't Expecting That's on Instagram, because you might really get something you weren't expecting. It's a photo app after all. Next time, we're talking about travel. I Wasn't Expecting That is available via the Apple Podcast app. If you don't have it, download it now. Or Android users, find us via the Google Podcast app for Android. And why not subscribe so you never miss an episode? I Wasn't Expecting That is brought to you by Now To Love, their New Zealand's largest dedicated women's lifestyle website. Visit Now To Love for the latest celebrity, royals, health, lifestyle and parenting news, committed to telling great stories that bring people together. 